Well, it's always good having him, Dr. Ron Sinagra. You know him well from the Sunrise Wellness Center. Everything that discussed uh, in our uh, segment, uh, you know what? You don't hear anywhere else. That's why it's just vital. A lot of the stuff he says is really so important, so true. Uh, go to the website, though, sunrisewellnesscenterli.com. You can get a free consultation. He's right in Seville off Sunrise, uh, right before the Lakeland Avenue exit, a uh, little strip uh, center there. Uh, check it out. Uh, but you can call and get a free consult. 631-563-1444. Ladies and gentlemen, he's helped so many people. A lot of folks go there that I know and swear by him that uh, he has put them on a path of, uh, of recovery and of feeling good. And that's uh, that's a pretty good uh, a pretty good testimonial right then and there. Uh, Dr. Ron, good having you. Great having you here Jay. on this How Tuesday, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We got that nice calming music when I come on now. Yeah, I feel so good. You know, if, if only we had it back in the day when we had some confrontations, oh, uh, you we'll and I. But up. you know what? It's all good. It's all about good discussion. That's what life's about, right? Yeah, it is. A, uh, last week, uh, if you remember, I, I, I said I wanted to start the first part of 24 uh, discussing the immune system and more importantly, uh, how to optimize immune function. So I, I thought, you know, we spend the first few weeks of, of the new year discussing that. Uh, and because there's basic principles for building a strong immune system and a strong immune response. And we live in a, we're living in a crazy world right now. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, Strong infections out there, and the, and the flu season's back with vengeance. And yeah, you got RSV, you got a little yeah, flu, a lot you of, got a little uh, throwing a little uh, little COVID. You got kind yeah, of a three headed no, no uh, three headed monster out there, doctor. Yes, there is, and it, what's ironic is it's really discussed in the media uh, or, or in our healthcare system on how to build a strong immune response. So I, I thought we would do that. Um, you know. It, as we discussed prior, we went through a whole pandemic, and there really was not a peep on how to help your build your own health and your own immune system. Uh, and what was funny, I was I was watching a talk show, and uh, they said prior to the COVID vaccine, the advice that we got from the government and from the medical profession was the same advice that we got in 1918 for the Spanish flu: wear a mask and wash your hands. And and the, they said in a hundred years, <laughs> that's all you got. <laughs> and well, wait a minute now are you uh, are you calling are you calling out Doctor uh, Anthony Fauci and uh, Debbie Burks? No, their plagiaristic I'm, roles I'm, back in the day. No, sir? no they, they're a national gem. Those two. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I wanted to talk about you. Know, hey, can I spend a minute on the uh, on the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu? Please the do. misinformation about that, you hear that come up a lot. Yeah. And I want to discuss the, the truth about the, the Spanish flu in 1918. And if you look at it, why do, why do herd animals migrate and roam? Do you, do you know why they do that? Hurt animals migrate and roam? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, I mean, are, they, really are they looking for a good respiratory guy? I mean, I don't know. No, so they don't stand in their own poop. That's yeah, why they do that. 
They, I did not know that. On, herd animals are always moving around, so they're not standing in their own waist. And and what happened was, as humans, we were hunter gatherers. That was not a problem. When we were lived out in the wilderness and on farms, that wasn't a problem. But when we moved into cities, we had a big problem. When you took many people in a small area with lots of waste, we created an issue. We're congregating in our waste. And if you look back, have you ever seen photos of the Lower East Side of Manhattan around 1910, 1915, with the tenements and the slums and the ghettos? I mean, there was no heat, no baths, raw sewage in the streets. You you, you see the the people, 15 people in a room, uh, very poor, malnutrition, low protein, no vitamins and minerals, no clean water. Uh, I mean, they had no medical care, so there was no emergency care. So we would, you know, we just set ourselves up for this. It also happened in the 1800s with the Black Plague, um, you know, and uh, uh, the bubonic plague. That That's because when you put a lot of people in a small area, and you don't have proper sanitation, you get problems. So yeah. the real conqueror of disease in modern society is not a doctor. It wasn't a vaccine. It wasn't an antibiotic. It was a plumber. And this is a known fact. The four big, we call it the big four, that conquered infectious disease is, number one, a clean water supply. That is one of the biggest contributors to disease if you have a tainted water supply and we have a clean water supply we don't get cholera dysentery number two is sewers you must get your waste away from you when they put the sewers in in boston and new york it cleaned up the city people used to open their window and dump their chamber pots in the street and you know toilets used to run right into the river or right into the street once we had the sewers put in massively uh help the problem with infectious disease number three is garbage removal sanitation you must get your waste away from your garbage away from the population you can't have garbage in the streets for vermin and rats and everything else and the fourth one which is just as important if not more is clean food distribution health departments and clean food uh one of the biggest spreaders of disease is tainted food in third world countries uh parasites um, bacteria, viruses, the whole bit. So those are the four things. And if you look back to the early 20th century when we had the Spanish flu, we had none of those. We had absolutely none. We had, you know, rampant poverty, no clean water, no sanitation, no sewers, no garbage removal, and very, besides poor diet, poor nutrition, you know, malnutrition, um, very for, you know, there was no health departments, there was no f- proper food distribution. So understand that when they talk about the flu of 1918, we set ourselves up for that. Mm. But it's it just an interesting way of looking at that. Do you have any Well, you know, listen, that? Times, have, times have changed, you know. I mean, uh, what you say is true. People, uh, people were unsanitary. Uh, about themselves only because they didn't have the elements to help them uh, well, in they, in society. So we've advanced in that regard. Well, this is why Africa is still a problem, because we've been pumping vaccines and antibiotics into Africa since the 50s. Mm. But why is it a, still a hotbed 
for uh, uh, outbreaks and 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 for uh, epidemics and 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 all kinds of infectious diseases, because in many of those poor African countries and many of the, in many in the third world, they're missing the big four. So it doesn't matter if you vaccinate people. It doesn't matter if you give them antibiotics. If they don't have clean water, sanitation, uh, you know, the proper food distribution and garbage removal, if they're living in, in filth and they don't have the right food and they don't have clean water and they don't have the basic foundations of, of health, you, you know, those other things, yes, they may help a little bit, but, you know, you're swimming upstream. So we know those things really make a big difference. Yeah. And uh, last week we discussed the mitochondria. And, you know, the mitochondria, the powerhouses of the cell, we, we really discussed the nutrients that keep your mitochondria functioning. Because as we want to build a strong immune system, the mitochondria provide energy to the cells and your immune cells dramatically need energy when yeah. fighting infection. Uh, but the next thing we're going to talk about is barrier functions. Most of our immune cells are found within the mucosal membranes that make up our GI tract, our, our gut lining, our respiratory tract and lungs, and our genital urinary tract. Basically, you know, everything that comes in contact with the outside environment, what we breathe, and, uh, you know, and any, any part of our body that is exposed to air uh, and the outside environment. Uh, we call this uh, malt and gall. Those are the technical terms. The mucosal-associated lymphatic tissue and the gall, which is the gut-associated lymphatic tissue. Those are technical terms, but I just thought I'd say that. But the gall is uh, said to contain more than 75% of all the immune cells in our body. Now, you know, we hear on the yoga, on yoga commercials, oh, 75% of your immune system is in, in, in your gut. And I know most people, because my patients ask me, they, they go, Doc, I don't understand that. What do you mean? What's it doing in my gut? What has my gut got to do with this? So let's think about this for a second. We're not a closed container of flesh. We're a block of flesh with a tube running through us. And the tube starts at our mouth, and it ends at the exit. And once it comes in, it's got one branch goes to the lungs, and the other tube goes through your gut and goes out the exit. We must, for us to survive, we must bring air, food, and water into this block of flesh. So we bring it in through this tube. Well, what's in air, food, and water? Viruses, bacteria, parasites, toxins, you name it. So 75% of our immune system is dedicated and required to contain that tube, to keep what's in that tube in that tube. Because if what's in that tube gets through that tube, we get very sick, disease and possible death you, you, know, you got to remember you know the tube starts out as a beautiful food processor called your mouth you know in your face it yeah. becomes a sewer pipe um, and if it leaks you got problems so that's why 75 percent uh, of the immune system is in Leaky there gut. yeah exactly now it's ironic that uh Breaches in that gut barrier, which we call leaky gut, um, is 
hardly even discussed in 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 Western medicine. Um, but if you do have that, you're you're it's you're put, put it this way: serious immune challenges, or, or some of the most serious immune challenges a person can face, is breaches in that gut barrier function, and that can lead to autoimmune disease, infectious disease, even systemic whole body inflammation. It's serious. And it's almost ignored by conventional healthcare. I, I actually have, I had this one uh, young woman in her 30s came in, all kinds of digestive problems, you know, IBS, uh, you know, all kinds of problems. And, and we really helped her out a lot, you know, probiotics, prebiotics, uh, re, you know, reshifted the, the microbes in her gut. And I'm talking to her, and then she says to me, she goes, yeah, my, my, my father's a medical doctor. He's a gastroenterologist. I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, your father's a GI doctor, and you're a patient. And here. you're still having problems, yeah. And, oh, she goes, well, he doesn't believe in leaky gut. I go, and you do? She goes, of course I do. <laughs> I just thought that was ironic. Yeah. It was one of those uh, laughable A gastro moments, guy who basically doesn't know the announce as far as his own profession. That's kind of scary. Well, a lot, a lot of MDs don't. A, a lot of the old school MDs don't believe in it, um, and they were taught. They, they weren't taught that. So you know, not that they're ignorant. That they were just taught that that doesn't exist, and that's here nor there. But I got to tell you a, an interesting story. I had a four year old girl come in last month, and her mom said she's got all kinds of health issues. So we ran her blood, and one of the things we do is we do food allergies, and we're checking for antibodies. So we check food allergies via blood work, and that's to see if you have an antibody against a certain food. So we usually check about 20 foods. She had 20 out of 20. I hardly, I, I don't think I've ever seen that, to be honest. Wow. I think if I would have ran 20 more, they all, you know, 40 would have been positive. The child has no gut lining. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, the, the poor thing, I, I looked at the blood work, I'm like, oh, my God, I've never seen this before. So here's the thing. If you have an antibody for, let's say, meat, wheat, and eggs, that means that you ate meat, uh, I'm sorry, milk, wheat, and eggs. That means you ate milk, wheat, and eggs, and that got through your gut lining as milk, wheat, and eggs. Nothing that we eat should get through the gut lining as what we eat. It should be broken down to a protein, a fat, and a carbohydrate, and then absorbed. If something that we eat gets through our gut lining as what we ate, your immune system doesn't know it was a bagel, doesn't know it was a glass of milk, doesn't know it was pizza. It just sees it as a foreign protein, and it tags it and creates an antibody against it. So now every time you eat something like that, you're firing up your immune system, and this leads to autoimmunity. So this four-year-old child also has Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune attack on her thyroid. She's four years old, tiny little kid. So what's going on here? We're starting to see more and more of this. Um, I believe the cause of this problem is uh, glyphosate, Roundup. Now, there's a Dr. Mark Hyman. He's a he's a gastroenterologist. He's an MD. He's all over social media. He seems like a really really nice man. He's very professional, uh, very calm in his demeanor. Uh, 
but he did a podcast on glyphosate with, with another doctor, and they said that glyphosate, Roundup, basically eats your gut lining. Mm. And where do we find the most amount of Roundup? You're not going to believe this. Cheerios. Doritos. What? Yeah. Because Roundup, I, I remember telling Stephanie. No, you that, kill him. I, she, goes, she goes, are you kidding me? I said, Stephanie, go on the website. Go on the uh, Google up Roundup in Cheerios or oats versus organic oats. And she couldn't believe it. Because Roundup is a phenomenal product for what it does. So all the, you know, just like DDT was an incredible pesticide. I mean, there was no better pesticide than DDT. So it does its job really well, just like Roundup does. But the problem is it's very toxic, just like DDT was. Let me ask you so, something here. Hold on a minute. What sure. about uh, what about oatmeal? Yeah, same thing. All the in- all the industrial companies, Quaker, Kellogg's, Kraft Foods, uh, General Mills, Post Cereal, all the big companies that do in- industrial farming use lots of Roundup. So you really have to buy organic. But I- I'm seeing children now, uh, and it used to be prior to. Years ago when we did this, if we saw a child with lots of food allergies, you'd look at their case history and you'd see ear infections, strep throat, which meant tons of antibiotics, and they wiped out all the good bacteria, Mm. and they damaged the gut lining due to that, and that caused the leaky gut. But now you find people coming in, and they have tons of these food allergies, and like, has your child had ear infections? No. Have they had asthma? No. Have they been on antibiotics? No. Did they have Lyme disease? No. So you're like, where is this coming from? It's coming, and again, I'm speculating, I, but I, I can't see anything else. How does a four-year-old have no gut lining? And I've had at least six or seven young children under 10 where you run their food allergy tests, and you're like, my Lord, what's going on here? And from listening to Dr. Mark Hyman, and that report he did on glyphosate, I think that's it. And, it, and remember, all those snack foods, you know, from Doritos and all the chips and, you know, all those things and, and goldfish and, you know, watch what the kids eat. Pop-Tarts and uh, so, it, 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 you know, we, we discuss this a lot. Uh, the American food supply is killing us. It's just absolutely destroying us. And, you know, we said it before and we'll say it again. We have a food industry that doesn't care about health and a health industry that doesn't care about food. So we see that's a big problem. So that the, maintaining the proper barrier function of your gut lining and obviously the uh, mucosal lining of your lungs and your uh, genital urinary tract are very important. So what do we do if we have this problem, if we have leaky gut? We have a way to fix that. Um, it's called the four R's. Remove, replace, re-inoculate, and repair. The first thing you do is you remove the inflammatory foods, such as gluten, grains, and dairy, alcohol, bad fats, you know, processed crap, get rid of it, food additives. And that doesn't mean forever. You know, so like you can never have another glass of wine, you can never have another drink, or you can never have a slice of pizza. But if you're going to try to repair the gut, get rid of that stuff for a few months as you try to repair the gut. 
The second thing is you got to replace that with an anti-inflammatory diet. It's just you got to start eating what's on the planet, what Mother Nature intended us to eat. Fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, olive oil, avocados, clean proteins, good fats uh, that we get from, like, you know, salmon and and nuts and... um, you know, all the, uh, uh, you know, flaxseed, all the good, natural, whole food diet. Um, and then we want to take digestive enzymes, possibly bile salts uh, that help us digest our food. The next one is we want to re-inoculate the whole microbiome or microbiota, excuse me, with a good probiotic containing bifidobacterium, lactobacillus, espolardae, and you know, a full-spectrum probiotic um, and a prebiotic. You know, prebiotics are food for the good bacteria, not mm. food for the bad. Yeah. So it's a way to help nourish them. Also, fermented foods are phenomenal, and we don't eat a lot of fermented foods. Fermented foods are like sauerkraut, kimchi, kefir, um, kumbaka tea. All these things contain natural probiotics and prebiotics. And the last thing is... Um, we want to repair the gut lining, and we do that with a glutamine. Uh, glutamine, we have a powder that you make a drink, and it contains glutamine, licorice, and aloe. Um, also, short-chain fatty acids uh, also help heal the gut lining. So we have a whole product that contains all of that, so you can heal the gut lining. But here's the thing. Hippocrates said this 2,000 years ago. All disease begins in the gut. And I remember as a student, I laughed at that. I'm like, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not laughing anymore. Uh, he, <laughs> the more I learn and the more I'm doing this functional healing stuff, the more I, I'm like, man, the guy was right. Uh, look well to the gut for the cause of disease. Uh, it really makes a big difference. Um, number two is... Uh, on our list for a healthy immune system is you number one is you got to have the mitochondria function and you have to have a healthy gut lining and a proper yeah. microbiome so that's number two jay i think today was fun i i enjoyed it uh yeah. I well, hope, uh, here's a, a couple of things follow up quick the sure. four-year-old is she on the road to recovery now Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, you know, but you got to remember the average person. Now, her mom doesn't know. When I met her mom, she had no clue about, you know, she's the, the, the typical young mom, you know, the, the, comes in with a, a, a Ziploc bag with Cheerios in it or Doritos and, you know, probably feeding the baby, uh, you know, um, cereal for breakfast and, you know, Basically, if you watch television and this is what kids eat, okay, great. And so we're teaching her that, and you know, it's it's going to take us about six months, but the baby's going to do fine. The baby. The thing is, if the mom didn't bring her, she's only four. Most people would not bring a, a four to a functional wellness center. The mother was a patient first and did really right. well. So she said, can you please check my daughter? Something's not right. I said, of course. And that's how the daughter became a patient. But, um, you know, just imagine this four-year-old with what's going on if, uh, you know, another eight to ten years passed. That's amazing. So it really is. Problems. You know, as a yeah. as a kid, and probably around that age, I, 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 I was allergic to everything under the sun. I mean, I used to go into the Bronx. I still remember the guy's name, Dr. Chernak. My mother would 
who drive me into the Bronx, get my weekly uh, uh, shot, and I'd be on my way. But, you know, I was allergic to every. I couldn't eat chocolate. I was I was the only kid in, in, in creation, it seems, that could not have any chocolate. Can you imagine that? I was allergic to the grass outside. I was allergic and to the curious, did you, have a lot of, did you have a lot of ear infections and strep throat yes. the baby? Absolutely. I used to take tetracycline. Yeah, well, there you go. So <laughs> that's, it, you know, that's emblazoned in my head. That the name of that it, medicine. It's always, uh, you know, you know, it's what we do is part detective, you know, and it's pretty interesting. If you look back at, at, the, at the patient's history, it, most of the time you can figure out what happened, um, and and that's usually what happens, especially our generation. If kids yeah. have a lot of allergies, we destroyed the gut lining with antibiotics, and now the immune system became hyperactive and now you start reacting to everything else in your environment like chocolate like this and so unbelievable but, great segment uh i'll tell you folks uh, it's it's amazing every week it's uh it's a great segment of information uh, go on the website sunrise wellness center li.com everything we just spoke about we will be on that site and you get a consultation i mean how important is it uh, for uh, Dr. Ron to really kind of analyze and everything else. Well, you can now. Get a free consultation at 631-563-1444. Incredible. Uh, incredible info once again, my friend. You stay well. We'll talk next week. How's that? Yes, I'm looking forward to it. You have a great week. Stay safe. And uh, watch that rain today, babe. I know. Gonna, and the yeah, wind coming, and the rain they're and they're everything supposed else. supposed to get a good one, huh? You got it. We're going to get another. I'll no snow, though. That's a good thing. Bye-bye, uh,